You are now tuned in to another episode of Hip Pod Heads 2023. Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> All the new vibes in this year. And I'm very um, happy to welcome our guest. I am No Say, along with me as always, Novak. And I guess I've been wanting to get on the show for quite some time. His brother actually was on episode 10. Check that out in the archive. But Fresh, um, creator of my BPN EDM Streetwear, my man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Man. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys taking out the time and even, you know, the want for me to be here. So I feel appreciated. Thank you. No doubt. And um, my, um, I guess when I alluded to the other episode, episode 10, right? So, mm -hmm. bro, who's been in Texas for maybe a year or so now, I believe yeah. in the Houston area, you sort of um, made the move to leave the shy yourself. I even think before him, you've been in the, yes. the LA kind of vicinity. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so. I don't necessarily want to kind of like, you know, paint the picture of shy versus LA or anything like that, but <laughs> right. I just, I just, um, I just love that, you know, you're going to bring that whole perspective to us on, um, different types of things. Um, well, what's kind of going on in the, in the, my VPN world that you, that you, um, kind of launched. Um, Overall, I mean, just getting more focused on the brand mission and purpose behind everything and like getting a stronger presence in, you know, all the broadcast platforms of social media, just so that we can get what we feel is really important about the brand and our values out into the world a little bit more. I'm excited with a lot of new launches and graphic design work that I've been working on because I've um, been going into the lab with that and practicing, um, getting better. Just want to deliver a better product and service to my community that they deserve. Cause I feel like at least in the EDM community, when it comes to actual clothing that like represents the community, there's a lot of improvement that could be done, you know, um, for a lot of reasons. So it's just one of those things that like, it's exciting. Sometimes it's a lot to tackle because music, as you guys know, with hip hop is such a big concept and like, so many branches and things that go into just even the genre of hip hop, right? Like people always talk about, not a lot of people talk about it anymore, but like the real ones talk about like, you know, the culture of hip hop, the pillars of hip hop and all these things that go into it that actually make hip hop what it is. And you talk to anybody now, they don't really even know what those pillars are. Right. And they don't have any associations with it. And I feel like EDM has that same concept. Like everyone knows that it's a good time. It's a big party, but like there's a lot of misconceptions out there on what it is. And people don't know the history and the culture of like why it's important. And so, you know, my brand is all about trying to like educate, elevate, and then, you know, help people express 
their authentic selves. So excited. 2023 is going to be a very big year. So I'm excited for that. Uh, the, the, the clothing, the brands are pretty awesome. I know about Bass Drive, you know, EDM NYC is pretty de- decent. I yeah. mean, you know, the fashion, the fashion is very important. It influences hip hop so much because hip hop's so fashion is, it takes a lot for EDM, you know, the hoodies, you know, you get into some of the shorts, you get yeah. into the different collaborations. I mean, it's, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a clothing shoe junkie, so I'm always looking for something to wear. I was looking at your hoodie when you jumped on. I'm like, I need that hoodie. So <laughs> <laughs> I got you. We're actually like working with a few partners to get, you know, the quality up there and stuff. So these will be going on the site very soon. There's some stuff in the works that I'm really excited about that took some time, but it's all worth it. So I'll make sure to hit you up, give you a special discount code, man, since you about part of fan now, you know what I mean? Appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, and fresh, like, I mean, you talk about the different branches of hip hop, and then, you know, me and Novak growing up, and just like obviously knowing the uh, the sort of limited elements of hip hop, as it were, right? Like DJing, mm-hmm. you know, beatboxing, um, fashion, obviously, and rapping, and yeah, like, you know, like, what if the kid that hip-hop had had a kid right so it's kind of like yeah uh, in so many different ways so many different elements mm-hmm. by one thing anymore and i feel like anybody that sort of like shames another person's like version of hip-hop um almost is like it's kind of go against what hip-hop is right because it is initially right. in itself and if, if you're not yeah run a hybrid a hybrid that's there's nothing more hip-hop than that right Right, right. I mean, music and culture are, you know, there's a lot of parallels to what goes on. And the one thing I always liked about hip hop is like, you know, kind of like how you said, it took a while. I'm, I'll be open and admit, like, because Jay has educated me on hip hop. And I'm, I, my only association with hip hop is back in the 90s, early 80s stuff that Jason would always feed me like KRS-One or Akim, like all these like artists, Tribe Called Quest, like my association with hip hop is in that genre of music. And then when I look at current hip hop, I won't lie, I'll say that like I'm one of those people that sometimes puts their nose up and be like, oh, you know, hip hop now is da 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 da, right? But it kind of goes back to what you said. And it's true though, like every era is a little bit different. Everybody has their own expression of it. And it took me a little bit of time, even like with EDM, we have that problem where people are snotty nose with like how they go, oh, the term EDM is so commercial, right? Like it's called electronic dance music. So you have these people who are like trying to disassociate the community with that term because it was made for commercial purposes, right? Because you could blanket statement any genre of electronic dance music as EDM. And this is the type of music that you would hear at festivals and like, you know, all the commercial stuff, the big stuff. And you would have artists who are house artists and they're like, house is not EDM, it's dance music. And like, you got people that are like, techno, it's dance. You know, like, it becomes this whole, like, we're missing the point, right? Like, you know, like music's supposed to be creating this safe space and experience that we all get to like unify and, you know, get back to our roots of community and being one. And, and then like people try to like turn it into something as like if they got to protect it versus 
being open to other interpretations, right? So it took me some time, at least with hip hop, to get to that point because sometimes I listen to stuff on the radio. I'm like, what is happening? But then, like, you know, I won't lie. I hear a few songs that are just straight bangers and I, I don't know what they're rapping about, but, you know, I'm like, yo, I can vibe with this. <laughs> it took some time, but yeah. You, you think about the crossover, like, you know, you listen to Thundercat, right? You, you, listen, you mm-hmm. listen to that whole style. I mean, the whole album sounds like an EDM album. You listen to, you listen to like, the instrumentals, you know, it, it's a, it's expression. It's music that makes you feel good and you vibe out to it. It's like, you know, yep. you know, I was listening, you know, I listened to a lot of artists and I didn't realize mm-hmm. a lot of those artists EDM, like, you know, you Afro Jack, you get into Dead Mouse, you, yeah. um, you know, 12th Planet and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that's all EDM. And you realize yeah. that that whole beat, that whole that whole structure, basically, if you take it and use it the right way, it, it can go across any genre. I mean, Absolutely. you know, hip hop is sampled so much and then people sample hip hop and now you slow it down. You know, EDM slows it down a little bit and you feel it more. Mm-hmm. It, hits your, it hits your speakers differently. Uh, it's definitely, I would say that much. Just like, you know, I found myself listening to stuff and not understanding what that genre was. So you actually go out and do the research. You go, okay, I've listened to this for a while. I just didn't realize what it was. And I'm like, that's right. why, you know, I like music. You know, just like everybody yeah. else. And, yeah. And, you know, you can't sit in that same genre. That's the reason I think hip hop is growing sometimes. This mm-hmm. era sounds weird a little bit sometimes to me because the artists ain't really rapping about anything. You know, mm-hmm. when Black Thought is pretty much the most profound hip hop artist we have right now. And yeah. you listen to everybody else and you're like, what is he saying? Like, you listen to Kodak Black or somebody like that. And you're like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. I like, yeah. I, like the, I like what he can try to say. I like the way he uses his words, but yeah. What is he really saying right now? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of ebb and flow with music and like the waves of what the like the current status of like music brings and like starts to inspire and create. And I feel like I and I'll say it, I'm completely biased to the 90s and all that era of hip hop and stuff. And it's just like it just spawns so many, you know artists that like had that in their roots and things of that nature. And that's just kind of like when a lot of them kind of dropped off or were no longer performing or being relevant, it's like the passing of the torch really never happened in the sense of like keeping the culture to a certain standard or like educating people. It became what I think the EDM community is afraid of. It's like commercialized to a degree where it's like profit driven and then you got people cranking out songs that are literally the same song with a different kick or baseline with, you know, a different two part instrumental and like two different lyrics. Right. Like, and, but it makes a bunch of money and people like it. And the, you know, the community is saying like, we want more of this stuff. And it's just like, it'd be nice to see the community, like in there's certain artists um, I'm not that I can't call off the top of my head, in hip hop that are like trying to, you know, try and make waves and do things again, but it'd be cool, you know? And like you said, kind of going back to producers, a lot of people don't realize that um, a lot of EDM artists or DJs that are big time or even on the come up are producers first. Most of my friends who are DJs that I've gotten to know over the years are actually producers first and then picked up DJing second as a means to get their music out. So kind of like how you're saying, like 12th Planet, Afrojack, you got like Skrillex, Diplo. These people have been heavy in the hip hop community, producing all kinds of tracks for people that people have no idea that like all these EDM producers are 
making all these hip hop tracks for people and they don't even know, right? Like they, it just doesn't get talked about. Uh, they have no clue. I mean, you know, Skrillex, you know, a lot of people didn't know who he was. He started collaborating with certain hip hop artists and stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you, you think about like the uh, Marshmallow popped up and, yeah. you know, yeah. my kid, my kid was rocking with, with him a lot. And I'm like, who is this guy with this, with this, with this, hat, with this hat on right now? I'm thinking about yeah. the mad singer or something like that. And I'm like, that's Marshmallow. I'm like, <laughs> and so, I mean, yep, you know, yep. he, he kind of took uh, EDM to a different level because people got infatuated with that character. They got distracted by what he looked like. And then they started listening to the music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Marshmallow is interesting because he was one of my favorite artists, like coming up. And then he gets a lot of hate in the community because, like, he's so commercial. Right. But again, it's we as a like you know fans or people who enjoy the music gotta always realize that like we can't force these artists to pigeonhole themselves into something when the thing that they love is music and we want them to only play the music that we like right versus like hey man expand and do other stuff because he's working with so many hip-hop artists it's kind of crazy and the branding and his team and what they did with the whole image is like insane it's super successful but like why are we hating on that? Like, and he's expressing himself and doing his thing and versus being inspired by it, you know? So people, like you said, like if people do more research and look into this stuff, like you'd be surprised what you find out and what you might end up like liking versus, you know, not knowing about it. And then you're just judging it without knowing anything. Right. I mean, you think about Vic Mensa here in Chicago. Now he does a lot of EDM collaborations. Like, you know, when you live, you're listening mm-hmm. to you Mad, you're you listening to Baseline on You Mad. That's not a hip hop <laughs> song. You know, that's that record is not hip. Well, it's hip hop. He made it hip hop, but yeah. you know, if that you write about those snare drops and those bass kicks and you hear you hear them in the background, it's mm-hmm. like it's real interesting. Even ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky and Skrillex, yeah. you know, that uh that Wild for the Night track, yeah, that's EDM. <laughs> so you hear yeah. it, you're like, wow. I mean, I think ASAP, yeah. ASAP, ASAP, and the uh, ASAP Mob—they've been doing it for a while because that New York sound, it it sort of got stale, and they reached out and started listening to other genres. I mean, it's pretty much like um, I think the hip hop artists—the more music you listen to, and the more cultures you go across. You know, I I listen to everything, so I find yeah. I find harmony in in weird, interesting ways. I could be sitting there tapping my uh, pencil on the desk and be like, "You hear that? What if you tap yeah. it a little bit faster? You slow it down, and like, there you go." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of you guys being artists yourselves and like kind of, you know, in the into the hip hop scene a little bit more different than I because I'm just a fan and I'm from the outside. And if I'm not listening to EDM, sometimes I hop into the pool. But like from you guys' perspective, what do you think is like the current influence of, you know, hip hop and because EDM is coming so popular and, you know, big and people are kind of like using it as a platform to get their music out by doing these collabs? Like, how do you guys feel about the wave that's happening in the community for hip hop? I, I personally feel it's sort of like a course correction because, you know, as I was rattling off the coveted four or five elements of hip hop, I think I also missed break. You know, B-Boy. Yeah. yeah. B-Boys. Exactly. Right. So like the idea of like hip hop and rap, giving somebody joy to enough to dance. Right. And yeah. we, all, we all know it's no shocker. Like, when hip hop was sort of at its peak, where where most would argue is when the DJ was front and center, right? Right. How the the profound rappers and the backpack rappers and you know the the <laughs> the potty mouth rappers took over, but then yeah. now 
it's yeah. sort of definitely a course correction and it's in its way where it's like I, I feel in a lot of ways the dj has kind of like come front and center once again and mm-hmm. not that it has to have the hip-hop stamp because whenever a dj whether they're edm or not they pull something out the bag they're kind of showing you a part of their soul right and it's kind of yeah. like i i kind of like live for those moments where like oh damn is this dj actually gonna pull out you know like an rb moment right now and chop it up something differently and i think that's mm-hmm. that's how it it made me accessible to edm too because i was kind of like mm-hmm. when i came um from it from afar and i think fresh being a little more in your circle with the music scene that kind of like help how kind of like a welcome me in a sense right so like mm-hmm. oh, wow you know there's a lot there's a lot of layers to this and it isn't just rap. yeah you know you're kind of like immersed in it in a lot of ways you know yeah 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 that that immersion and you know that immersion into the culture sometimes like you know the thing is with music the last five six years is that you're right jay the, the dj kind of is coming back to the center right now a little bit you know, artists now getting more creative, you know, like the videos, you know, we don't do MTV videos anymore, but that art, the artistry is coming back right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, what Kendrick Lamar has done recently, you know, with his music and, you know, you listen to it like, you know, it's the, the melody is, is so different than traditional hip hop right now, but that's that LA influence out there where, you know, you're in the area right now where everybody is experimenting. You know, you listen to all the artists up and down the coast. You listen to, you know, what Kendrick's doing, what Thundercats doing, what Dr. Dre is trying to do now. The ba- the bass lines are changing again right now. Bass is being yeah. heard. It's almost like what Jay Dilla did, where the beat changed direction. They're doing it again yeah. right now. They're chopping it up different. Now you're hearing the DJ actually working on the record again, scratching, you know, making, you know, mm-hmm. ad libs and everything. I think it's getting more creative because, you know, not everybody, not everybody raps that well anymore, to be honest with you. I think I'm noticing right now. So um, I think the production value has gotten better. You know, the music, everybody's production is pretty damn good right now compared to what it used to be like. You know, we got a bad, I'm not going to talk about a certain artist right now. You never know who's offended. You know, you might say, yeah, I don't think that artist is a a great rapper. He's a good entertainer. I'm talking about, most of the South right now, you look at Memphis, what they're doing right now with the, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, Memphis right now has got their own dance culture, you know, and, but that's, that, you think about EDM and the whole club scene. And I think yeah. about EDM, I think about Jinko jeans. I think about people <laughs> dancing, vibing out that community. Yeah. And that's where hip hop yeah. started at right now. And I think that, you know, hip hop needs that refresh every once in a while. And I think that, it's a great partnership between hip hop medium. I just want to see exactly what type of more creativity you got of it because it's the music, it's the clothing, it's it's how you it's how you walk into a room. That's the way I look at music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 pretty cool to see it. You know, like you said, it's going back to like how Jay was talking about with the pillars, right? Like if you look mm-hmm. at the EDM community, it has all the pillars except for like a, a rapper, right? Like we have B-boys that dance, we have dancers, we, graffiti and like underground arts, the abstract art styles mm-hmm. is a very big part of it. The community and going together for dance, the DJ, and then sometimes the DJ has an MC, like a, a master of ceremonies helping him versus like a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny that like sometimes when the DJ 
brings out a rapper that like he did a track with the crowd kind of feels the kind of way because it changes the energy of the the moment right because it goes from like a dance track and then it's a heavily produced hip-hop track but what i've seen early like in the early stages because i've been i've been into this community for at least over 10 years and the thing is is that like early on it was rough like you would see a dj do it and it's like almost like a and stop and then go and you're just like oh bro like why'd you do this like we're all dancing. We're having a good time. But now, like you said, things are kind of getting more creative where they're working it in better. They're trying to understand it a little bit better and know their crowd and atmosphere. But it's funny that people think it's so different when there's so many similarities between like these cultures and music. Like people always say disco EDM is disco's revenge in a sense. Right. And like, but <laughs> hip hop is, you know, like jazz and it's all these genres, those genres too. If we're built, Cause like everyone samples everything, you know what I mean? Like in this community and like, it's so cool to see like refresh takes on stuff, but back to your point, it's cool to see, like, it's finally hitting that point where creativity is starting to show and like, you know, it's starting to spark some stuff and things are starting to bloom versus like for a while, I felt like things were getting very repetitive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's interesting. They try to put you guys in the house music lane sometimes, but you know, house music is his own beast. It's yeah. just, you know, I look at it as like everybody's speaking different languages, but we all get the same message right now. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like the, it's like 12 tribes pretty much. You know, you got you got all these different chiefs and everybody's got a different musical style. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like martial arts and music if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true because. One thing that drives me crazy, and I'm not sure if you guys are keen to it, is just like all the subgenreing in EDM is just insane. Sometimes it gets it gets a little ridiculous, like where everyone's trying to have a special sound because that's what propels them, you know. And like, and they try to claim these things, and it just gets ridiculous sometimes. But like you is said, what, too many chiefs. You know what I mean? Is that what dubstep came from? You know, like the whole so, dubstep community. <laughs> Dubstep came from more of a answer to trap music and like with rock, people who were like into rock had nowhere else to go once that community kind of started dropping off and the more bass heavier stuff. So it kind of goes in EDM, there's, there's genres of EDM and usually there's, there's at least a, like the, the pillars of it is like eight to 10 or eight everyone will say whatever they want to say, but you have house music, right? Then you have, you have, um, you have techno, you have trance, you have dubstep. Then you have like, you start going into faster stuff like hard dance and like all these different genres of it have like subcategories of that genre. And the way EDM usually works is it's an increase in BPMs. So usually it's an increase in BPMs that distinguish the difference of um, the genres or, how melodies and bass lines and um, rhythms are used. And dubstep, it has more of a home in like the, I guess the metaphor I could give would be like the emo kids rock version of like trap music, right? Like it's more bass heavy. Mm -hmm. They sample a lot of the, the things that come from more of electric sound, but like, it almost sounds like rock music, but with electric sounds, right? Versus guitars and those type of instrumentals and things of that nature. Like Skrillex is a prime example of like who introduced 
dubstep to the world and people are just like, sounds like pots and pans and clink and clacks and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But his background was, he was like an emo alternative group. And then like, he kind of made it parallel into EDM and brought that kind of sound from that community and made it electronic. Right. And started producing this new sound, which was dubstep. So it's kind of more bass heavier, but yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. So Fresh, you, you kind of invoked yeah. the word rock because I've been waiting to kind of bring this up. And I know when we approached you with this discussion in general, like just mm-hmm. your favorite like EDM DJs that more or less keep the hip hop culture in mind and basically, you know, maybe some of your, your favorite like dance rap tracks, tracks some of those mm-hmm. bring in. But before we return back to that topic, I remember... Um, I'm not sure if I got this right, but I remember like when you were in your grade school days, I think you and your buddies mm. were making your own version of Lincoln Park or your homage to them. Right. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I remember like the whole idea of what Lincoln Park was like them initially being called hybrid theory. And mm-hmm. I honestly like I kid you not, I heard Lincoln Park today. Not that I was like trying to listen to it, but I think there's a part of me that doesn't want to hear it because I love Lincoln Park so much. And I just start thinking about you know, the Chester suicide and just like, yeah, how dope they were to the culture, them being a rock rap group. And, you know, to not like get too deep in the rabbit hole, it's like, I felt mm. like they redefined their, their sound so much. And the last album that they dropped where Chester took his own life, like, I felt like they were dipping all their toes into like the EDM world. Like, it felt like, yeah, a lot of it was almost like, I don't want to just like call it like electric music, but I mean, it definitely yeah. felt like they're at the point where they're like ready to kind of redefine themselves so it's like i guess i was just you know curious on your thoughts about like you know artists like that that kind of like you know mesh into this culture mm-hmm. i mean i love it to be honest like so lincoln park people forget that like lincoln park was such a diverse thing and they were probably one of my favorite bands of all time and i'm sad that i never got to see chester before because i just wasn't into going to shows at the time and the thing with them is people forget that they had a DJ. They had Mike Shinoda. Like, he was actually the DJ. And, like, in the music videos, they try to include him. And he would produce. And when they performed, he would have his moments of scratching. They had, they had um, all these parts. They had the band. And they had the MC. They had all these people, right? Like, and then um, they had all these parts, right? And I just feel like when they lost their voice, at least with that particular situation with Chester... They just leaned on to what they had left, right? And um, I might be saying, Mike, you know, this actually the MC. I got to fact check myself. I don't know. The name is going to come to me at some point. Yeah, D- but, DJ Han, yeah, DJ Han was the, the DJ. And then, Shinoda, and then Mike Shinoda, right? Yeah, Shinoda was on the keys, but also rapping. There you go. Right, there you go. Shinoda rapping, Han with the DJing. And, like, that kind of birthed this era where you had, like, Jurassic 5, Gym Class Heroes that were, like, merging these <laughs> sounds know. together. And I really liked where that was going, but I think that they were so new age in a sense where like the the world wasn't ready for it yet because then like people just stopped listening to it. But you kind of got more of the like, you know, emo alternative sound with some of the dope hip hop storytelling lyrics. And there was this cool meshing of all of it. And I think it's starting to come back. I like it. Um, As for the Wicked Park part, I just think like, man, after you lose someone like that, I don't know how you even pick up the pieces. So they just try to do something for the fans to give them something with the finished, you know, unfinished projects that they had. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I like it. I mean, I feel like 
like you guys said, right? Like there's so many more DJs now coming front and center, but then they're bringing the artists with them too now, right? You know, like if you ever see Marshmello perform, he'll bring out almost all his like homies that do the hip hop tracks, mm -hmm. like while he's performing, you know what I mean? And bring them out to do a few songs. And he's excited to premiere the song to the world during his music sets and stuff. And so I think it's all starting to come back and figure out that like, hey, we all are part of the same community and family. Like, let's, you know, do some dope stuff together versus like, hey, you know, stay in your sandbox. We stay in our sandbox, you know, mm -hmm. type of thing. At least that's how I feel. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So, so you bring up a really interesting point. One thing no stage, what are the artists that is like on the verge between hip hop, EDM, Kid Cudi? You ever know? You ever notice how Cuddy dances in both worlds? Because you know the the Man on the Moon album, the the way it sounds. You know when you first mm -hmm. listen to it, it gives you like that that late nineties, early two thousand like electric like sound to it. And mm -hmm. then you know I think with him what happened is when he collaborated with Kanye, he lost a lot, a little bit of his identity. He went primary hip hop, and then he came back into his own style again because the Man on the Moon mm -hmm. album. It's it's very dance, you know. It's it's a lot of it's, yeah. You know, it's it's a dance album. You think about it compared, yeah. compared to being a hip hop album. But yeah, you know, you see those similarities like that. I mean, you got the Cuddy, you got like yeah. um, you know, there's a couple other people out there. You know, I get into like that. You 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 think about what they sound like. Even if you think about Daft Punk, you know, I always want to know where do they where do they fit? You know, if you think about yeah. Daft Punk, I mean, yeah, what do you think about? I mean, them? they're where, huge. Ah uh, man, I was I'm so glad you brought up Daft Punk because I was gonna get to that too with Kid Cudi, like, because Kid Cudi is in that hybrid mix of like floats in all worlds and stuff like that. But it's funny because what I've realized is that all these producers kind of hang out, right? And all these producers recognize, at least good producers recognize good music no matter where it comes from when they sample stuff in the hip hop community. And like you said, Daft Punk was probably, in my opinion, in our community wise, one of the most sampled like artists from EDM and, the, and like you said, even when you look at Daft Punk though, you can't really even put them as EDM artists or just DJs. Right. Like they're kind of in this own category where they created this sound and vibe off of working off of disco and jazz and like all these other genres that they just modernized it and put like different synths on it and different sounds and changed up the rhythm patterns and beats. And it's just like, and it sounded good and it was cool. Right. And like, so a lot of artists like Pharrell and like his whole production, right? Like you had certain mm -hmm. producers in the hip hop world that just got enamored with certain sounds like Timberland, Pharrell, I mean, and just like a handful of other people hang out with Skrillex and all these Diplo, like they're all buddies, right? And they all make music together. And then it starts blending, right? And like you said, like a lot of hip hop stuff sounds more dancey, like Childish Gambino is another artist where like mm -hmm. more of his stuff is more dancey than it is hip hop, but lyrically it's hip hop, right? It, with like a dance rhythm to it. And I don't know, I, I mean, I always liked those type of things a lot. Like I gravitated toward Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon album a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, and like you said, it was a little bit out there at times, but like you said, it, it's, you know, it's the creativity stuff. And like you said, when he got with Kanye, he went more on that way, but like, I like what he's doing now. It took him a little while to get back, but um, Daft Punk overall, I, I love them. I was never, I'll be honest about it. Like I 
like their sound and I can appreciate what they did for the culture and music, but I haven't dug deep enough into it where like I'm super educated on them. I just know that like, it's kind of like, I know they're the grandfather or godfathers of a lot of stuff in our community when it comes to like producing and creating sounds. And like, I just appreciate them a lot, but I always found out like a lot of hip hop artists, like that's their gateway or producers into the EDM world. They're like, they sample some of their stuff, right. To just get some new sounds. Yeah. I love, I love Daft Punk's contributions to the culture. Obviously the weekend has collaborated with them a bunch too. And it's kind of sad that they're not doing their thing anymore. I haven't really checked on the post as far as like why they kind of called it quits or went different directions as it were. But, um, it's like a it's yeah. like a it's like a music death almost when they stop working together mm-hmm. and I mean they just disappeared and went dark, you know, like a light went out pretty much, you know. Their influence, mm-hmm. man. You know, I you know, I you know, listen, I listen to dad for a lot on vinyl and you hear yeah. stuff the, the second and third time you listen to it, you're like, Did you hear the way that drum hit? Or or, yeah. or that let you hear electronic you hear electronic rock in the background. I mean, it's smooth, like uh the only art, the weird thing you talk about trap, right? And then you, and then you segue into you segue into future pretty much. Mm-hmm. Future yep. future falls into like that whole like trap side of EDM. Yeah, and, you absolutely. know. And I was never really much of a future fan, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what happens is it comes on, you hear it, you just like, okay, he's not really he's rapping, but his mm-hmm. the flow is so vi- you know, the flow and the mute the music is telling more of a story than him actually rapping, which is really interesting. Yeah. The electronic mm-hmm. drum beat, you know, you hear like that the ruffle noise, the pots and pans, and then yeah. the way in his in the way he uses his tone, he could go high and low. If that mm-hmm. ruffle like it's like a ruffle like it's like Caribbean almost, it's like Caribbean techno, yeah. and he and he's rapping at the same time over this real yeah. interesting track. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's huge. I mean, like the biggest, I would say, like you said, the biggest merger or the widest lane of connection with EDM and um, hip hop is trap. Like that whole genre for a while was big in EDM. Like, and then we had a lot of DJs who became big producers of trap music. Like in Chicago, you have Flostradamus and Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? And they work with a lot of artists and people. And then you got even like, again, I keep mentioning Diplo, but he's one of the ones that's like heavy into it, major laser, Steve Aoki, like these people are working with constantly, like, you know, because EDM kind of goes in waves right now. Like house music and techno is is starting to become really cool again. But before that, it was a lot of um, trap and dubstep, like the harder, heavier, bassier stuff, right? And a lot of DJs early on were producing a bunch of it. Like you said, 12th Planet. I mean, say my name. There's a whole bunch of artists that like on the low produce these like trap tracks. And then like you said, they they sound like hip hop with the lyrics, but then like the rhythm is a little bit faster or just slow enough. The bass is going a little bit harder than you know what I mean than usual. It creates this new you know thing. But um, yeah, man, I I actually really like trap when I got into EDM. So I mean, like I personally would like to see it come back. But you know, again people got to kind of get interested into it again. I think the community is really big into house music right now. Like it's huge. Yeah. You know, Beyonce did it with Renaissance. You know what? Well, you got that. You got that New Orleans bounce, which is really mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago house music. 
Yeah, the kind of segue is kind of different because my kid made me pick up the Renaissance album. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't really want to listen to Beyonce. I listen yeah. to a couple of minutes. I hear Big Frida in the background. I'm like, what is this? And I'm just like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. This is different. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge it because people judge what we listen to music wise. Yeah. So I yeah. give it a chance. I mean, she she reinvented herself on a whole different like. Like sound, that, that's not the Beyonce for Destiny Child. I don't know what that yeah. is, but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, a, different, it's yeah. a different flow. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you said Flatterdam, is basically, and that takes that, that takes you to Post Malone because Post Malone yep. and his disciples. So yep. uh, the web goes out like a, like a, like a huge spider web. With all these artists that sit on there, pretty much. Because Post Malone, yeah. if you think about it, he's more MC and, and a couple of different universes. Yeah, he's so underrated. Yeah, yeah, like his album, like his his ability, like his earlier stuff. I really like Post Malone's earlier stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but even like when you go into more of the fact that like some of the sounds in hip hop, where you get some of the MCs who like sing a little bit more versus you know rapping on tracks, it's kind of interesting because in EDM you have vocalists, right? And like they sing on tracks and on the rhythms and it's, they're very similar, right? Like you get mm-hmm. just a little bit faster, but the, you know, like when Drake dropped his stuff and he's like singing on his tracks, he's, <laughs> he's whatever you want to call that. Like he's a vocalist almost versus a rapper because he's not, it's, I don't, to me, that's not rap, right? Like he's like singing over stuff, right? And that's more, that's more identical associated with like EDM because every artist that sings on a track, unless it's straight like hip hop or trap or something like that, or even dubstep with like a rock artist, it's a vocalist, a big time vocalist on the track, right? Singing. Well, think about the Hotline Bling track. If mm. you take him off that track and just let it roll, what does it sound like in that situation? I mean, it, it's not, you know, you got the snare, you got you got that, you got that high pitched sound that comes in there. It, it's really interesting. So, you know, you dissect the, the way that, the way the artists are sampling each other. Like you know, one of the artists that um, comes on like uh, XM Sally a lot is Yellow Claw. You hear him mm. coming quite a bit, and you're like, "What's this?" And like, it's like a, it's like a 15 minute instrumental. So you drive yeah. around, you get it playing in the background. It's pretty much like you know, I get into anime as well. And anime mm. is the it's like the you know the the, the king's EDM to a certain level. If you get into certain uh, shonen jumps and stuff like that, you hear yeah. it like in opening tracks. Yeah, Skrillex is all yeah. over anime. The anime scene, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean to talk on that real fast. It's funny because like EDM, at least just like hip hop, has always been around right for a long time, and they've been playing with each other since the 1980s and like hanging out for a long time. And a lot of people just haven't realized that like when it comes to hip hop, at one point hip hop was in the background and it was front and center because of just like the culture, everything it did. It's like, you know, hip hop is always going to be synonymous with cool, no matter what. Right. And so that's always front and center. And now you're kind of seeing like with EDM, that's always been around, like you said, in animes, video games, even with two bit sounds from like Mario part, like, you know, (laughs) Mario and Sega and all this stuff like those were like, if you look at those sound quality things, those are like production songs and like, they still, you know, hit on an emotional level like a track does and you're starting to see now like all that's starting to come front and center like it's always been around people just weren't paying attention and now that people are paying attention it's interesting to see like what that's going to do to you know both communities i mean what do you guys think is going to happen future casting wise with like hip-hop i'm not very much involved in it but 
where do you think it's going right now? Like, or do you like where it's going? Well, th- there's like so many answers to this question, but I- I've been waiting for a moment to kind of bring this up. So wh- one of the um, sounds that I usually return to when I'm looking for the grime is kind of like the Detroit sound, right? So mm, okay. one of my favorite albums last year was Boldy James and his album that kind of reached to the top of like a lot of top fives or, you know, top tens or whatever was like killing nothing. Right. So like the yeah. most backpack rapper thing to do is like, Oh man, this shit slaps. Who's producing it. Right. And yeah. My old school head is like, okay, it's not DJ premier. It's not P rock. Um, it's not RZA, whatever. Right. There's this like produ- producer for the whole album. I guess it's called Real Bad Man. And I'm like, mm. what is this? I looked it up. They're basically an LA streetwear like company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't want to cringe at it because I was like, it didn't make the the hip hop sound sound caricature. Like it made it sound so authentic. Like the yeah. rapper had so many dope bars. If you if you notice know guy, yeah. like he doesn't have like a boisterous type vibe. I think he even was like part of Griselda at one point. So, you know, kind of like what they're going for, but whoever that production company is that I've never even heard for that mainly their, their streetwear is their jam. Like they made a tapestry for this hip hop artist to kind of shine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like things like that, that kind of blows my mind. That's like, you know, it's definitely the, the, um, the all inclusiveness of, of hip hop kind of like saying, Hey, let's join forces and, you know, figure out what to do with this. Yeah. You, you you think about it like you know like you mentioned uh Bodie James in that situation and you know you think you think about DJ Mustard has that certain that certain effect as well mm-hmm. you know he he kind of it's like you know you think about two chains Jeezy and the rest of them he pretty much revolutionized those guys they were mm-hmm. done and then you go into London on the tracks and everybody like that I mean hip hop yeah. hip hop has mm-hmm. all these different styles I mean like you know yeah. there's and you look at the the influence I've seen a lot lately where it's going, it seems like the West Coast is starting to be more dominant again, you know, and what's going on, you know, you got Ryan Green out there, you got, uh, you know, know, Andrew Dawson out there doing his thing. There's all these artists, man, you know, Toki's out there, you know, that is basically Toki Monster, you know, you got, you know, you got, um, you know, Anderson Pack is pretty much like the hybrid of what it, where it's going right now. If you think about, uh-huh. you know, and Anderson Pack start, you know, he sings, he plays instruments. What I'm starting to see uh, the situation in those ages is that artists are becoming artists again, where they're they're, they're musically inclined, they're making music, yeah. they're uh, they can rap, they can dance, you know, they sing a little bit. You know, it's almost like the, it's like the Minstrel Show with Little Brother. We're, we're going back into that genre again right now. You know, with Little Brother was, they were, you know, they were so talented, but they were ahead of their time in the situation. But you're getting the Minstrel Show with a mixture of uh, uh, Tribe Called Quest. It's that electric realization um, like vibe we're getting a lot lately, pretty much. And I think uh, I'm really happy to see what Gambino's about to do because he's mm-hmm. on the way back. He said he retired, but he all of a sudden now the swarm is you no know, the swarm is that new show. And then mm-hmm. you, you look at like what he's about to do is challenge Gambino again. I think he's inspired again because this is America. That's a hell of a track. Oh, yeah. the, the first time I listened to it, I watched the video and I'm like, I felt like I was like 1987 watching MTV videos, uh, MTV raps. I'm like, wow, you know, you know, 
Donald Glover basically took us somewhere we ain't been in years. Mm-hmm. And the imagery, the the movements, the the bad dancing. I was like, you know what? He's doing his thing. It didn't matter. He was bad at it. We just like, man, this is America. He's like, oh, that was that nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that guy who produced the This Is American music video? I think he 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 directed, or sorry, the guy who directed that video directed a lot of the um the Atlanta um episodes for the show. Really? Yeah. So like just the whole vibe of the Atlanta show kind of being uh, a child of hip hop too, you know, cause it's like, there's a lot of, um, a lot of things that show has to say as well. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the other thing I was kind of curious on uh, fresh is like, is there any like tracks that you feel like a, a DJ pops out the bag? You feel like, Oh man, like they're, they're, they're kind of like paying respect to the hip hop rap gods as it were. I I um I didn't think this was the answer but mm-hmm. I, I figured out another way to bring in Gangsta Boo, you know, like rest in peace. I I was mm-hmm. I was chatting with one of my buddies who was in the Florida um DJ scene for a minute and then okay. saying, yeah, did you ever like bust out any um Gangsta Boo um tracks? You're like, "Oh yeah, man, like shout out to Memphis." Like, you know, like like he's like whenever like I needed a, a a point in the the party or the vibe to kind of like turn it up you know like there's definitely mm-hmm. reach out to different artists that I reach out to but yeah I didn't know like this is kind of like a cringy thing possibly but like whenever somebody busts out like uh, this is how we do it Montel Jordan you know what I'm saying all right, all right, yeah all right. it's time for the party right it's time to dance it's time to vibe up but I don't know yeah. those rap songs that I can think of that. All right, is the banger that I need to pull out. You know, it's wild because so the thing is with like EDM in general, which is so wild, there's there's art you got producers and you have DJs, right? And people think they're the same, but they're not in a sense. There's some distinct differences, right? And you have some people, which is why I love going to the festivals and seeing things live, is because you have opportunities to kind of see you see the distinction and a DJ will pop something off and edit and mix something so live on the spot or like pre-planned and he had it ready to go. That blows your mind, right? Like you're like, holy shit, he took this hip hop track, put it with this drop and blend it. And like, and it's hard because with EDM, at least right now, there, when you hear it and you like say here on the radio, let's say you hear it during a live mix while driving home or something and you try to find it, you can't find these things, right? Because they're making them and there's no track out there for you to go download, right? Like there's no, what they call it is edits and what's becoming big in the community now is remakes, right? They're not remixes, they're remakes. And for example, like if you take, for example, a good remake right now, like there's people who's taking like, right now I'll say like house music, for example, people are taking old hip hop tracks and house music in them, the fuck, like out of control with them, right? Like people are turning everything into house music now, right? And making it more dancey or more vibey. Like one that comes to mind immediately is, um, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Cause the name, and it was a big track. Um, I mean, house music. But basically people are taking house music and they're like, all right, you know, these, these hip hop tracks that people like younger generations don't have no idea about, right? And like, let's dance them up, you know what I mean? And like, 
And then also you get these tracks that are like crazy. Like I'll give an example to the West Coast vibe that you were talking about. There's this DJ called Chris Lorenzo, right? And he's very LA and he remixed or remade the track California Dreaming, right? And it sounds very still original Beach Boy-ish, but then like it has this hip hop vibe that with a bass that makes you want to dance and just nod your head almost, right? And you just kind of like, vibe out to it right and you're just like damn but that's technically just house but it's it's influences are in a lot of stuff like the west coast swag and things of that nature where i can't even describe it but when you listen to it it sounds very la right like and he's one of those djs who is like that right um let's see but there's just like it's tough to say actual tracks because the only reason is because of the fact is you can't find some of them. And like, when you do find the tracks, they're like, the producers are the ones who have more of their music out there right now. And it's a produced track. And I won't really say that, like, I like a lot of them. I like more DJ stuff, to be honest, because they blend and do things a little bit cooler, in my opinion. But, um, well, I'm, I'm glad I don't you know. Like, kind of um, brought up that topic because it, it about the remakes and, I have been listening to some like recent EDM stuff and it, it, it I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like a different vocalist that's kind of like doing the track in a different way. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, that's, that's obviously um, the hip hop mindset as far as like, how can you kind of make something live and organic and, you know, like unreplicated, right? Like just, yeah. That, like not being able to find something or even like a DJ, like coming up with something new on the spot that wasn't pre-programmed, like mm-hmm. that's like totally like hip hop and just like the whole idea of like a lost art or just uh, uh, a, a, not, a not easy, like um, commoditized art where you're like, damn, I can't, I can't find it. This is like original, like, you know, you, yeah, it's something special, like just happened. Like, if you want to, this, this, I finally found it. I don't know why it escaped me because it's such a big hit. But, like, basically, there's this DJ called A-Craze who basically does, like, he takes old hip-hop songs or R&B songs and he house musics them or technos them, right? And, like, his big hit that put him on the map was Do It To It, right? The whole Do It To It. <laughs> and, like, he turned into just a dance track, right? And it's, like that's the era it's so funny because that's the era we're living in right now like um one of my uh one of my dj friends and his name is andrew lux shout out to the homie um but he's um he's a great producer right and he's a ghost producer and he won't ever tell me who he goes produced for but he has a dope track right that he just released and it's basically falls into the whole um let me see if i can pull it up real quick that falls into the whole remake category. And it's to me, the remake category is like the remix or either sampling portion of like what hip hop did, right? Like they found something cool and then they sampled it and then that's it, right? But EDM, because it's production and producer heavy, they go a step further and they don't just take the song and sample it. Like they basically remake it, right? And that's how he explained it to me. I was just kind of like, how are y'all all being able to use some of these songs that are like, are straight up like, there have to be copyrights or something with this song. Right. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's the, that's the kind of the workaround and see, right. even on his 
damn Fired Spotify, he doesn't he even have it because it's technically a remake. So I have to probably go to the SoundCloud, but he did a remix of um, Chicago Street Player, right? And it's really <laughs> good, right? Like it's super housey, but like it's rooted in that dancier era of like influence of hip hop and jazz and like disco-y type stuff, right? Like, and people got this genre called like new disco where it's like people are taking all the disco stuff and making it more dance and electronic. And it's so funny. It's like, I think that's the wave that we're in right now. So I would say like, if people are interested to kind of see what that's about, like a craze is a huge DJ that is like, that's his thing right now. Um, and then if you just even branch off from that, like you would find a bunch of stuff where you're like, Oh, people are remaking all these tracks and all this stuff. And it's like, I've heard this before and it's good. I like, I mean, I, as an EDM fan, it keeps me in the EDM genre without having to go back into other other genres selfishly, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's my kind of take on it. I would say like a good, you know, a good example of that would be probably eight, eight crazes do it to it. And like, there's probably like three other tracks that I could think of, but not off the top of my head. That would be good. Like whack. There's this one DJ mm-hmm. named wax motif. Who's very like, he's from Australia and he's like, the coolest like Asian DJ dude you'll ever see, like super hip hop though. Right. And like he remixed like a bunch of, he remixed a bunch of Nelly's tracks, like hot in here. He's remixed a bunch of like Drake stuff. Like he, he was so inspired by Drake's album that he was so upset that they didn't hire like real producers to do like to do some of the tracks (laughs) that like he redid all of them. And like his, that little EP Drake dropped. I was like, I wish, Drake would play these because these are so much better, like dance wise, like they're full dance tracks versus like limping into it. Right. And trying to just use the hype of the dance like culture right now. And he fully did them. And it sounds awesome. Like it's more of a nod to our community and blending of, you know, that John of hip hop versus like, we're just trying to use the parts that are popular. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, you got you got me thinking about. I heard like uh, the one that I keep hearing in remix is that "Soul to Soul," however you want it. That track, yeah. that track has been remixed about ten or fifteen different ways, and I keep hearing yeah. like you know, you know, I keep hearing different EDM uh, DJs taking that "Soul to Soul" song, and it got mm-hmm. more popular because Belly got re-released. This is anniversary of Belly, and then you mm. start hearing it. You start, you start hearing it all over. Now you know you all when Belly's got an anniversary. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like Belly had an anniversary. I'm like, what year is this? Like, this is year ten. Now this is twenty some years of Belly, and yeah. uh, and you know the soul soul thing with remakes. You think about like um, you know it, it's interesting. You should say that because you know mm-hmm. how do they get you know, get around that copyright right now? Even, yeah. even even Kanye is guilty of that. I know we said his name. He's guilty of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know he did he did it with all the he took all those he took when he did the gospel genre he took yeah. all those old hymns and basically turned them basically redid them digitized them and made them gospel songs and put a yeah. choir behind it even though it's more electric music with a choir if you think about yeah. it yeah 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 absolutely and I, I think that's the way that these producers and these DJs are kind of finding out is a way that's hot right now because our community hasn't heard those blendings together, right? Like a lot of the people in our community come from the alternative community, rock community, emo community, hip hop community, like, you know, that they were kind of like fizzling out with whatever that music. And then they kind of found something that sounds similar, but different. And then they kind of found a home because of the community and all that stuff. Right. So they stay 
And I think that's what like DJs are trying to figure out and producers are like, oh, wait, we could just tap all this stuff that we haven't really tapped into because most vocalists and singing tracks or even like vocal tracks are singers in the EDM community. Like these tracks don't have any rapping, it's singing. And like, that's something we haven't had, right? Like that more thing to it. One DJ I can say that I just remembered off the top that's doing it really well, but like is a strong example of this is um, this group is two DJs put together called side piece. And they have, that's like, man, they're just crushing it with like all their remakes right now. Like they got all this stuff. They got an Amelie remix with Lil Wayne. They got all these things where like they mm-hmm. took like Sierra tracks. They took in all these hip hop bangers and like putting some nice dance rhythm to it where like you hear it and you kind of get that swag of the song, but you're dancing more than just trying to like look cool. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Now you got mm-hmm. me thinking about another group that comes to life. You think about that, you know, the whole the vocalist and singing Bun Iver. So you go, mm-hmm. you get into, you get to Bun Iver, and mm-hmm. it's another it's another group called Francis and Light. So I don't know if you know who they are. So they're yes, out of I Wisconsin. Do. So Francis and mm-hmm. the Lights and Bun Iver, you know, at one point in time connected. The hip hop connection there was Kanye. So basically, it's really mm. interesting. They did they did that track together uh, called Friends. And the track basically has like, you know, it's a clubby, dancey vibe. They got a kid yep. dancing in the middle of the video, pretty much celebrating life, pretty much. And then, you know, he, you know, an artist is just walking through the video. There's a lot of famous people in that video. But yeah, yeah Bun Ivers, you know, Francis and the Lights, even though that's Wisconsin swag, I don't know if Wisconsin had ever, ever had a swag, but, you know, it's interesting <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that style sounds more Californian than it does Midwestern at this point. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, she started looking through the albums. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's interesting you say that right now. All the remixes, all the artists is that all the artists are taken from other cultures, other genres, and, and spread in different ways. I mean, yeah, it's amazing where music is going right now. I think that I feel like I feel like EDM could like bridge so many different genres together and make make other artists more well known. It's bringing the DJ game back hundred percent. The production over is a one. I mean, I love the production because yeah. I listen to that stuff like, how can you, you know, you, you, know, you think about No Sage, how can he spin on this? How can, how can he spin over this EDM track right now? I mean, it, the energy is definitely mm-hmm. there. It's just that sometimes some DJs don't want you spitting on it. They want you to just listen to it, enjoy it, and put it back yeah. in the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Rush, you were uh, making me think of for some reason that uh, – fast foodie show where the 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 amazing chefs like recreate like their favorite fast food like they recreate like kfc in their mm-hmm. own version when you're talking about the dj like cooking up a remix and like yeah at 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 like an ignorant eye you're like oh what are they doing they're just like reheating something that i know but like no there's mm-hmm. like a craft and an artistry to kind of like be able to kind of play with that and represent yeah in something that you can kind of like appreciate. Um, there was this like DJ that um, I heard it on an interview on um, uh, Quali's podcast, the people's party. I think um, the DJ was um, uh, Jay period. And he was kind of like mm-hmm. just talking about the, the goosebumps he had when he did some of his live mixtapes. And then mm-hmm. he had to figure out a way to kind of have black thought kind of like rap over these beats. And I think even like black thought didn't even like prep him at all. He's like, just do what you do. I'm just going to spit what I do on top of you. Right. And it was almost like mm-hmm. just 
element of that of like yeah a dj mm -hmm. um you know um do a live set and then you know like being able to bring in artists um mm -hmm. it just it just it makes it it makes it most like live and unpredictable and like i think i don't, I don't really need to like say this because it's not earth shattering like some folks might look at djing and think like okay you just uh you just like uh a spotify dj right you just plug in and that's it <laughs> no no there's like yeah like you know like totally like layers to this yeah there's super layers to it i mean like even musically being inclined like that's why like a lot of djs the art of djing is like i still feel like a little bit underappreciated because you have a lot of producers in our community and they in order to get their music out they want to be the ones to DJ it, right? Like they don't want to, they're tired of giving it to people to play in the, on, on stuff. So like you get certain DJs where shout out to one of our favorite DJs, DJ Benzie, who's DJed our wedding. And like, he's, he's the DJ's DJ. He's like, everybody goes to him for their samples, for their edits, for programming, like for doing stuff musically. Cause he has this ear where he can blend transition blend harmonies and bpms like without fail like if you want to go on spotify or go on you know soundcloud and look at any of his summertime his um his mixes on there he has like dad traps he has a thing called girl traps which is all hip-hop edm inspired music i don't even know why i didn't think about this in the first place like but it's the highest form of like the dj aspect of it versus the producing aspect because what he's doing is mixing and you know this is just a recorded set and like he'll blend three hip-hop songs together all under an edm melody and it's a three-minute thing but each segment is a one-minute part so you can't download like the track right but right. check out his his mixes i'm telling you like his get right radio man it's bananas what he's able to do and when you see him live he's able to switch up the vibe and kind of read the room and keep it going. And he's masterful at it. Um, so I would suggest if anyone's interested to like, if they're into hip hop and they want to see like hip hop EDM and you want to really gateway yourself into, I would start with mm -hmm. Benzi and his mixes because you'll see the potential. Cause when you go on Spotify, you're getting like tracks and produ production. And unless it really hits you where you're like, Oh man, that tracks fire then it's a very small sample sizing of the potential of like the merging of the co like of the sounds, you know what I mean? Cause then mm -hmm. you either like the track or you don't, but like when you get a 30 minute to an hour serving of like, yo, this stuff is pretty cool. Like he did this with this and this, but like, you know, I geek out on it cause I always give Jason a lot of credit for my, my appreciation for music. Cause he taught me where I'm like a music snob. I'll, I'll say it like, you know, like I don't <laughs> like bad music and I don't like, bad sounding music either like i can hear stuff when i listen to music because jay's taught me how to you know put on my headphones make my mixtape off my cassette and shit and you know and do all that stuff and like <laughs> and, and like learn how to stop the, the tape right at the right time to record so that the transition is perfect and like i geek out on those things when i'm at a festival and i hear the dj do a very good transition right and like thinking and like i hear it coming i'm one of those people that's you know at the festival and I'm like, oh, do you hear that coming? And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, listen, listen, are you hearing it? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's already coming, do you don't listen? And then like all of a sudden the drop comes and the mix comes and I'm like, you didn't hear that coming like five minutes ago? And they're like, no, man, I wasn't listening for that, right? And like, 
that's what like I geek out on. I'd be like, oh man, that was so cool how he lined up the pitches and the treble. Like there's a lot that goes into DJing that's its own thing. So when you see like a good DJ, which I think the hip hop community had for a very long time, like if you look at artists like 8-Track, who was really big into the vinyl still and still doing the vinyl. And you have like a new age version of a track. That's like this guy called Fred again. And he has like one of those produce, production pads and like uh-huh. he's doing stuff, you know, and like live and editing things in the moment. And it's crazy what they're able to do. But like, I think it'll be exciting to see more of that come back like on both sides. Cause you know, in between the silence of like the hip hop artists rapping, the DJ could keep the vibe in the party going, you know, and like enhance their performance. And it's like in this current culture, like they've kind of took the back seat and like, and it's trippy when you go to, have you guys been to like, you know, a live show for hip hop lately? Like the DJ kind of plays the, the, you know, the silent moments and the changeover stuff, but like, and then like all of a sudden, you know, he just goes up there and he presses play on the rapper's track and he's <laughs> rapping. Right. And it's like, and it's kind of like, damn bro, like you, you're missing an opportunity to make your stuff more electric, right? Like, but or like not in the music sense, but like hit differently and be more yeah, entertainment wise, right? And it's like you just see the DJ up there and you know, he's pressing play and trying to be whatever and talks on the mic and goes back. But like, I don't know, I would love to see the blending of all of it again. That would be so cool to see. I, I think it I think it'll return because you know what's crazy now is like, you know, like you mentioned the EDM DJs, like uh I remember I heard like this uh, artist, uh, DJ Rashad, he did that Welcome mm-hmm. to Chicago. I don't know if you heard that track, uh, Welcome to Chicago. Welcome mm-hmm. to Chicago. What's so tight yeah. about it is he took, he took Jay's voice, you know, that ball so hard. He took his yeah. voice and made, he made it sound nice again, you know, in that situation. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes I think, you know, my personal opinion of Jay-Z is that he's evolved to the point where he's not hungry anymore. You know, mm-hmm. when, you know, when Jay is hungry, it's a different animal. Now it's the cart. It's the, you know, he's, He's Mr. Carter. I don't want Mr. Carter back. Yeah. You know, I want yeah. that. I want that. I want that. Uh, that one I'm about to get a felony back. You know, just not getting <laughs> a felony. And yeah. Then, and then you think about like, um, you know, that hungry artist doesn't really exist on the hip hop side right now. We're looking for that person again. Mm-hmm. I think like right now I'm leaning more towards. Um, lately, with me, it's been it's been it's been less known artists that I feel that energy from. Opposed mm-hmm. to mainstream artists, I think hip hop is going more into um, like you know when you both when you go buy vinyl now. For a minute, it was Griselda. Griselda has that energy, you know the way mm-hmm. they bring it or whatever. Basically, they're a different animal. And then I'm hearing other artists that I like, and you know you're right. You you're right, but Cuddy's Cuddy's found himself again, which is good. Mm-hmm. I think Anderson is sweet. You know we'll see what happens there. I think mm-hmm. that this whole PG Lang project with uh, with Kendrick Lamar, that whole new record uh, division out there, PG Lang is really interesting because they're mm-hmm. they're on something else. I mean, you know, you, you get away from the Thundercat production, now they're doing their own production, but they're using EDM DJs to do their production right now, which is hilarious. PG, PG Lang yeah. is going to be huge. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see yeah. what comes out what comes out of LA in that situation because when he split from you know he split from um, Top Dog Entertainment. I thought mm-hmm. the world was going to end out there. I thought it was going to be like a big like war out there in LA when he left them. But he walked yeah. away gracefully, you know, they're doing PG Lang, and you know, it's a whole different vibe out there. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe you do see the first EDM artist that that, that comes across 
mainstream hip hop again, basically, and reinvest the genre. And I think that's pretty much what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see. Like, there's a lot of potential, like you guys said. I mean, what about you, Jay? Has there been any like artists that you feel like currently has done, you know, has the grassroots of like the culture of hip hop and is like presenting it in a more modern way, whether it be electrical, like with more electric sounds or just even just in a more modern, like fresh way that you've been listening to lately? Oh, I think your mic's muted, if you can hear. Yeah, my bad, Fresh. Um, my little guy was popping right through. What, what was that? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, currently right now, is there any artist you're listening to that has, like, you know, the core foundations of, like, hip-hop? Like, you can sense and feel their vibe from it, but has put a nice modern twist on it, a current twist that's, like, refreshing? Like, is there any artist that you've been listening to that falls into that camp at all? Like, doesn't have to be electronic sounds, but, like, you know, are you can still hear, you know, the, the pillars, like they got it in them and they're doing something different. That sounds good. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I want to say for me, Rhapsody has been like a really dope artist. I know Rhapsody has kind of been featured on some of um, Kendrick Lamar's stuff. She's been all over the place. She had this like really dope album where she, named like all of her songs after like um artists she respects like i think mm -hmm. like aliyah one was called latifah i think one was called mm. fina shakur but i mean like yeah man i mean i feel like an artist like that has been like dope for the culture i um i've been listening to um they're not new by any means but i think first i was telling you about this this group um fanagram which is basically like mm -hmm. Uh, a female vocalist but their production is so raw and gritty that even though they're not really going for the hip-hop sound i always find myself lost in their hip-hop space and they did a collab with um big boy from outcast i think at that point they call it like big grams or something like that okay so that pad drag was really nice too just the fanagram sound kind of like does it for me it has like traces of um lincoln park too because i'm always mm. searching for that sound because i feel like there's a void in my heart. They're always looking for that. But um, I guess lastly too, like I I love Run the Jewels and I love um Zarf. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that kind of like just oozing like like um <laughs> hip hop blood to me. And yeah, not really like the video game culture, although like Zarface has so much like um comic book like imagery with their artistry. Um I, I was looking for a way to kind of bring this up because you brought up like the Super Mario sounds and you brought up the DJs pressing the lights, the like you know, yeah. Ed Sheeran doing that and like countless others. Like, is there a form of DJing that almost is kind of like synonymous with gaming, right? Because it's kind of like you obviously got the obvious thing with the lights, mm -hmm. the obvious thing with the the cues, but mm -hmm. you know, like just visually seeing like um I don't know, like a, a gaming like show in like front of your eyes, right? I mean, it's kind of. Like, I mean, it's funny like that you mentioned right? that. Yeah, there's You're a gamer there's too. It's it's funny because like, I always try to tell people, right? Like EDM has a lot of roots in like the nerd culture and things of that stuff, right? Like, it's funny because I always go, 
man, all the stuff that I was into is now cool, right? But back then it wasn't like, you know, DDR, all these like electronic things and stuff like that mm -hmm. are now like it and hip and cool, right? And the thing is, is that there's different levels where I don't even know what to categorize that as DJing necessarily because that pad, that cue and action pad that they're hitting and they're playing on and stuff, like I've seen someone, there's this DJ and I guess a good resource to check out would be like for people who want like a broader perspective on some of this music stuff is like this produ this um, production company called Brownies Eliminate. They find a lot of the underground like artists and DJs coming up in the world and like they do great with putting young talent out. And they have a few artists that are huge on trap and dubstep right now that are killing it. And but I bring up Brownies Eliminate because they they found some of these artists and kind of put them out there a little bit more. And they still haven't hit mainstream, some of them, but there's this one, I don't even know you call him a DJ or I guess you just call him an artist. His name is Sean Wasabi. And he takes that whole anime and like, you know, get like the Western culture, like, you know, the whole East culture and just all that stuff and puts it all together. And he has this, he would have these YouTube videos. If you go to YouTube, this pad, this just pad with a whole bunch of buttons. And he's literally hitting buttons, right? The entire time. And it's all the cues and the parts of the songs all queued up at spots, but he's lively producing that song and that whole set right then and mm -hmm. there on the fly. And then you'll see him switch something out of nowhere on the uh, to, to access more buttons or the, the presets. And then he's just, he's playing it live right there and then, right? It's kind of like, I guess the most popular one to see right now is like Fred again, if you've ever seen him, right? you see all these memes of him doing this, right? <laughs> but, and it's funny, like, but it's like, he's not just pressing buttons, like he's producing on the spot pretty much, right? It's, and kind of DJing, it's a little bit different because those are like pre-set up buttons, but if he misses them while he's doing it, it doesn't make sense, right? Like if he doesn't mm -hmm. time it right, it doesn't make sense. So like Sean Wasabi was one of those that would like be on stage DJing and using that pad and then, there was another one, Maddion. He doesn't do it as much anymore. Um, but when he first came out, that was his whole thing. He he was one of the first EDM artists that was using that pad to live mix things and produce things on the spot on his shows. Um, I would think those are the biggest examples. It's not a big market. And it's not like a lot out there for you to see. But um, there is a whole genre of EDM that's all like video game based. You know what I mean? Like, there's something called like happy hardcore and it sounds like anime intros and DDR mixed together. Right. That's like faster. So it's interesting. I mean, um, to that, to that point, it's not as popular, but there is, it, it is around. I mean, funny you say that about the pad. I mean, you know, you taking it to the NPC. I mean, I got an NPC one at home and then my brother mm -hmm. gets deep into it pretty much. He's banging on that pad. You're right. If you don't hit it at the right time, it does the story, the story falls apart. It's pretty much yeah. like it has the flow and rhythm, pretty much. I mean, mm -hmm. like the you know, use the NPC takes years to understand how to use it. You can buy you can buy a hundred dollar NPC and kill somebody with a seven hundred dollar unit, eight hundred dollar unit. Yeah. If you know yeah. what you're doing, pretty much. And when it lights up, man, it's like it's like it's like playing sorry as a grown-up, man. You're in the house, you're like, hold on, hold on, let me get it right, basically. Let me chase the light pretty much, but. Yeah. Funny you said uh, video games, video games and EDM. Video game vinyl is like one of the top selling vinyls out there right now because you know games mm. like Metal Gear Solid, you know mm -hmm. Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, stuff from the golden era of gaming. People listen to this stuff freely now. Like I was in the car yeah. with a guy, 
He was listening to the theme song, the Metal Gear Solid, while we were driving around. I'm like, man, you got to turn that off, man. It made me feel like I wanted to go snake. In the, in the high, yeah. High, high, high. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like it's 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 electric music is very smooth. I mean, if you're listening to it and you're driving and it's late at night, you'll fall asleep. That's how smooth it is, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's such a great medium. Like, like it just opened up this world when they figured out the synths and all this other stuff, which they found out through hip hop and, you know, vinyl and all this stuff. They just figured out how to make it sound a little bit different, which opened up all these new sounds, which is what, you know, for me personally, I've always will be grateful for all the older genres of music because like, these are all the children of it, right? Like from, you got all the stuff from jazz, disco, blues, all that stuff, then hip hop, and then from hip hop, all this, like, you know, all this stuff just came from all this, each other. And it's cool to see all these takes of people bringing back, you know, some of the grassroots and bringing back some stuff and making it modern and different. Right. Which is cool because music can get repetitive, but even like EDM can get very repetitive, like in certain genres where people are just on the latest bit. Right. And that's all they're producing. So it's cool to see all this starting to finally Mm -hmm. turn into something different, which is super cool. So I know we um running uh, a little bit um short on the time here. So, you know, I definitely wanted to um, you know, thank you for your time and um obviously see if you had any last last words on, on the whole topic. I, I also wanted to throw in there too, I, I don't know why I, I didn't think about it till now. My my favorite album that I've been listening to lately was because of a DJ, um Danger Mouse, the album <laughs> with Black Thought that she coded, uh-huh. like maybe eight tracks. I've been listening to that like nonstop lately. And like, I don't have to like paint the whole resume of him, you know, what he did uh-huh. and Jay Z and, you know, what he did for like Narles Barkley and CeeLo. But I mean, it's just like he, he was a DJ that I, I read somewhere where he said he approached his projects like, like their movies. Like, uh-huh. He feels like he's not a producer or a musician. He feels like he's a film director. It's like that's mm. how he always approaches like every type of collaboration artist. And it's not like he's churning out track after track, but I just love, I love that aspect of what a DJ can do to just like, you know, to the whole culture and just to the whole music scene and just to the, you know, somebody's like, somebody's listening experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't have any real final thoughts on stuff. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of great things. I mean, I'm appreciative of you guys for even wanting me on the show to talk about stuff that I kind of know. <laughs> and um, just to kind of rap about it, I mean, it's great to hear you guys' perspective because musically, like I said, I always tip my hat to my cousin. He's the reason I mean, I'm probably into music as much as I am. So I always appreciate that. And then... um. Getting to meet you, Novak, was dope. I mean, thank you for dropping your knowledge. Like, I mean, you, like you said, there's a lot of parallels to, like you said, the vinyls and all these things, like where people are getting their music from, which is so cool. So, I mean, I learned a lot today. So I'm just very grateful and appreciative because I'm like, oh, all these things, like in my head, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that was super cool. But I mean, overall, I mean, the only thought I have left is just like, like you guys said, right? You know, music is universal it's meant to be expressed and you know like if we all give each other a little bit more grace and patience like with like sounds and things because people are like 
working it out, it'll be kind of cool what can kind of come versus like people stuffing stuff out so fast cause just because it doesn't sound good. You know what I mean? Like there's refinement to all of it. So I'm excited to see, especially now that I know some of the stuff you guys talked about, I want to check out some of these artists to kind of see what's going on with that for sure. That, yeah. Novak, did you want to close us out? Yeah, Fresh, I just want to thank you for coming on. You know, uh, you know, I got real excited about this show because, you know, a lot of things you're doing right now, musically, and what we're seeing right now, everything you write is running this parallel right now. So, you know, with No Say, send me a message, you know, my brain fresh on. I'm like, I saw EDM in the line. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I mean, are we having like deja vu or something like this? Because I had the same conversation in the office a few days ago. And people are standing around looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to lunch now. I'm going to leave. That's what I'm saying saying right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been a a pleasure to have you on the show. Definitely want you to come back on. I think next time you come back, I want you to bring some of your music. And we can definitely break down down some of the tracks you're feeling and what you produce. And I think that, you know, give everybody a really big insight on, like, you know, your universe, how your universe is, like, it's like the multiverse right now. You think about the yeah. Marvel, Marvel multiverse. We all get these different universes, and they're all the same. But nobody yeah. wants to say the Spider-Man, Spider-Man across all the different universes right now. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man, I would love that, man. I, I had a great time on the show. Like I said, now, if that, I love even that structure of that, where like we can introduce the music that we've been talking about as a you know springboard from this conversation, because... Like you said, it's I like now that like it's kind of one of those things when you're in an interview, you're talking about stuff, and you're like everything's like coming back. I'm like, oh, da, 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 right. And so like I can go grab some music and everything, and that'd be so cool to like have you guys break that down and have different perspectives on like what we're hearing and what's going on. Because I think that would get people as much as I nerd out on these things. I think when you people understand stuff better, they have an opportunity to enjoy it better, right? Like. When I understand what goes into this track that got produced, I'm less likely in my, and this is just my own perspective to hate on it because I'm like, I understood the DJ sat there, was doing this. This is how it's put together. It's like when a chef makes you food, right? And it just comes out done and you eat it and you're like, oh, cool. That was great. But then like, do you see all the prep work that went in until you could have that moment, like that, that eargasm moment and stuff and have a good time? Like you don't. But, like, if you understood it even a little bit, it might make you appreciate it more than to being quick to be like, oh, that's trash, right? Like, you know what I mean? You might understand what they were trying to do. And this is, like, version one, and then version two is going to be so much better, right? So it'll be cool. I like it. Yeah, Fresh, you want definitely, definitely thank you for coming on the show. I uh, appreciate you big time. Definitely, I'll be hitting you about that hoodie, man, you know. Yes. I'm going to yeah. send you an email. I'll, Jay, I'll get his contact. I'll hook you yeah, up, bro. Do that. No, appreciate you, man. Definitely thank you. Uh want well, to thank everybody for tuning in to Hip Hop Heads. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a great show. Check us out on everywhere podcasts are hosted or distributed. Uh, we're everywhere. Definitely look forward to the next conversation. I want to thank everybody. Everybody, have a good night. Peace. Peace.